Good morning and welcome to Inspirational Moments with Vera. I hope this morning finds us all doing well. This morning, I'd like to start off with a question. Have you given thought to God's timing and how it differs from your own timing? If you're anything like me, you've thought about it, especially when expectation for something is high. Or when you've waited on something for a long time, something that is dearest and closest to your heart. Or maybe like David of the Old Testament, you had been waiting upon God's deliverance. Out of an anguished heart, David cried out in Psalm 69, verse 3, I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. It can become difficult to wait on God's timing. It can be hard to give things over to God, to let go of the longing in your heart to wait God's timing for his timing of deliverance to manifest. But as we know, things always work out best when we let him handle it. I want you to stop for a moment to think about past events in your life and how the most challenging of circumstances played out in your life. And you will probably agree with me that God's timing is impeccable. Just when you thought it wasn't going to work out for your good, it did. Or you saw a bad situation turn around and work out the best for somebody you love. Thinking about God's timing, I like to explain it the way a dear friend of mine framed it. She said that A has to happen before B, and B has to happen before C, before it all comes together. Let me share a short story of mine to illustrate that God's timing comes into play as we walk along an otherwise ordinary day that we think we've planned. But as we are told in Proverbs 16, verse 1, the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer on the tongue is from the Lord. God gets involved in our plans and he makes them his. My story took place one day while I was walking to a nearby store to pick up a few grocery items and just go home. It's what I thought. But just as I was passing by this storefront, There was a woman sitting on the steps, and I turned to look at her, and when our eyes met, I saw deep pain in her eyes, which led me to stop to ask if she was okay. She told me her left side was hurting badly as she cradled it. She said she needed surgery and that she had gone to see her doctor that morning, but couldn't go through the scheduled rehabilitative services because of the intense pain in her side. After hearing her story and seeing the pain in her eyes, I said to her that I would like to say a prayer. So I prayed that God would lessen her pain. But as soon as I said those words, in my mind, I saw the story unfold of God parting the Red Sea. So I said to God, God, you parted the Red Sea so you can take away all of her pain. So God, take away all of this woman's pain. And I asked God to be her doctor if she should need surgery. But when I opened my eyes, this woman had tears just streaming down her face. And it surprised me because all I thought I had done was to say a simple prayer. 
But God saw before I left home that morning, this woman's heart would need to be touched in the midst of her pain. So he led me to leave my home at the time I left to meet up with this woman at the moment I did. You know, it continues to amaze me how God will take an otherwise ordinary day and make it his. We think we're going about our day, but it is God who puts it on our hearts to do a certain thing at a certain time. And when we do it, we experience a God encounter that benefits someone else's life or benefits our own life. There are four little words that are absolutely powerful to me that I saw while reading Psalm 39 verse 9. And those four little words are, Because thou did it. These four little words mean that whatever happened, whatever took place, did not come to pass by chance, but according to divine appointment. Thou did it, said the psalmist, words that tell us it is the Lord's doing. So when we experience God encounters, even though we may have left later than planned, and may have made stops along the way, we can know that we are still being led by the Lord. I know you've got your own stories of waiting upon God and seeing how he works things out best for you. This reminds me of a story a pastor told me some time ago. He said he and his wife had wanted to live in a certain house But at that time, that house wasn't available to them. But 10 years later, while reading the newspaper, this pastor just happened to see this same house was now available. And God moved on their behalf, just like he had planned it 10 years earlier. Elijah waited three years before the rain came, but it did come. So in those dry seasons of life, the rain will come come. And while waiting, we are to go on about our life. You know, it was years ago I used to say to myself, the word which is spelled W-A-I-T feels just like a W-E-I-G-H-T. And that's because we feel the stress and strain of our circumstance. The book of Psalms also tells us plainly that hope deferreth makes the heart sick. But but when it is realized, it is a tree of life. So when we say to ourselves that we've waited for this length of time or for that length of time, that we're getting older, that we don't see anything, got more wrinkles now, Lord. And where's God? Well, God is where he's always been, doing what he's always done, watching over the world, watching over us, ordering our steps to work out the best for our lives in His perfect timing. The Bible is our inspiration for shining light on the truth that the best things happen in a believer's life in God's perfect timing. It is God's timing that allows us to experience those God encounters where things work out the best for us So when it comes to matters of the heart or times of deliverance, God has already shown us beforehand that he is orchestrating our steps. He is showing us now that we are not going to miss what he has for us. And while we wait, 
there is preparation time and sometimes a relocation will take place. And God looks inside our hearts to see if we're ready, to see if we are putting him first. And whatever he sees, he will reveal to you and me. And we will see it if we're paying attention. There are some things we have to see with our hearts to understand. One other story I'd like to share is because of the magnitude of wisdom, I believe, that came out of my story. And also because this story reminds me of Jeremiah 33, verse 3, where the Lord says, Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Well, God is not going to overlook the small things either, as my story will illustrate. One day I was in a clothing store and I happened to come across this dark blue blouse just as I was walking towards the checkout. So I went to the dressing room to try it on, but it was a bit snug. So right as I was leaving the dressing room, I asked the attendant if she would check her little handheld device to see if there was another dark blue blouse like this one in the size that I needed. Well, she checked her little device and told me there was one other blouse like this one available in the store in the size I wanted. But then, you know something? She added, somebody else probably has it by now. Though I heard what she said, I immediately started talking to God and I said to him, God, you see it, so show me what you see. You know where it is, so let me know where it is. Then I went back to the racks of blouses to look again for that one blouse in my size. And wouldn't you know that God gave me a thought to go back to this one rack behind me and to look underneath it. And when I did... I saw that one dark blue blouse in my size hidden underneath this rack of blouses. And instantly I spoke in my heart, God, I won't miss what you have for me. Now, if God cares about me finding a blouse, then surely he cares about the weightier matters of our heart. He is constantly directing our steps so that we won't miss him when he comes. God is never late. But we also know he is rarely early either. He works things out so that in the end we get to tell his story. I believe sometimes God is saying to us, you are holding on to something that I didn't mean for you to hold on to. You're carrying something I never meant for you to carry. But just as God showed compassion for the woman with the pain in her side, and just as he answered my simple prayer for something material, And he answered the hope living in that pastor's heart from long ago. He's got whatever he has promised you all worked out in his perfect timing so that you will make that one connection you need. So that you will meet that lifelong friend or ministry partner or experience his deliverance at his appointed time. That you will arrive at a certain place at a certain time So it will happen only for you. I want to say something to you that God spoke to me in a very gentle voice. He said to me, stop asking me for things you've already asked me for. Just thank me. I believe we need to thank God more than asking for the same thing over and over 
like he didn't hear us. Just thank me. It's what he said to me. So I say that to you. God hears our prayers. And the book of James chapter 5 verse 16 lets us know with certainty the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. I believe God is asking us to trust him. He is asking, do you trust me now? Do you trust me with that hope that you have, with the promise I have given you, with my plan of deliverance? I was told for the first 40 years of Moses' life, Moses lived in his humanity. He lived in his own strength. And for the next 40 years, he lived in his hopelessness. He recognized that he couldn't do anything without God. But for the next 40 years of his life, Moses lived in the power of God. And that's what we want, to live in the power of God and not live in our own strength. But where are we today? Are we recognizing we're hopeless without God, that we can't do it on our own? Or are we living in the power of God, accomplishing great things and small things in the name of the Lord? Now, we may not live as long as in Moses' time, but we still go through the same human cycles of recognizing where we are in God. We still go through living life to see the part that we can do, then letting go of the part that we can't do so that we can live in his power and the strength of his glory. My prayer for us this morning is that we would have the eyes of faith to see the God of all grace in every situation we face, that we would trust God's timing and discern his presence in every encounter we have, that we wait in quiet expectation and submission upon the Lord. Father God, help us to respond to a change in direction. And when we miss it, we thank you for covering us with your tender mercy, for giving us another opportunity to get it right. Father God, I thank you for your word penetrating our hearts and minds so that we can throw off any weight that tries to beset us. Thank you, God, for giving us your inspired words in the Bible, your inspired scriptures that let us know that you understand the pain of waiting, but you also let us know that you will bring it to pass. In Yeshua's name I pray, amen. Thank you all for joining with me today and goodbye for now.